I'm Alec Baldwin, and you are listening to Mission Daily. Selected as Best of 2018 by Apple, Mission Daily is the number one podcast for accelerated learning. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mission Daily. I'm Chad Grills. I'm joined by Stephanie Postles. What's up, Steph? Hey, not much. Feels like it's been a while. Well, it has. That's, that's because it has. It has it's been, been a, a long time. I know. Well, how does it feel to be back? That. It feels great. Yeah, I've just been uh, working hard. So have you. And uh, we just took a little bit of time off this weekend, went to the beach. That was a lot of fun. And there's a heat wave in the Bay Area, which if you're in the Bay Area, you know all about it. But if you're not, it doesn't get really hot here. And all of a sudden it did. So yeah. there's And no- a lot of the houses here don't have air conditioning because we don't. Well, okay. A lot of the older houses don't because you don't usually need it. Yeah. Even the newer ones too. And how yeah. many people realize that uh, the first thing they think when they hear about the Bay Area, of course, is uh, cost of living. But not many people realize that a lot of apartments here, whether they're in the city or down here, you're paying three to $7,000 a month and you don't even have AC. So Bummer. <laughs> but yeah. So it. the Bay Area is great. Silicon Valley is awesome. But there are some drawbacks. Yes. Beware. All right. So this week, as you guys know, we have Female Founders Week coming up. But first, we wanted to talk about a really fun promotion that we're doing with someone right now. Chad, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So if you listen to any podcast in our network, you know that we don't try to stuff things filled with advertisements. That's not a good strategy. We want any type of sponsored content or anytime you figure out how we pay for stuff, we want it to be a value add. We want it to be helpful for you. So in that spirit, you might have noticed that we've been doing way more contests and the contests are just going to keep getting better and better. I know I've said that before, but let's talk about the new contest and see if the listeners agree. All right. So we are partnering with Beta. It's B-A-T-A. Have you guys ever heard of that before? If not, they're an awesome store. I don't know. They're not only in California. I think they they're all over the place. Yeah, they're all yeah. over the place. Physical locations. Uh, they, so they have an online store, which is awesome. Uh, but you think of beta as a way to discover your new favorite technology product. And there is just this endless stream of hardware, software, and uh, smart devices that are co- that are coming out right now. And so what beta does is it curates all of these new pieces of tech. And when any new tech comes out, oftentimes it's very expensive at first and early adopters end up subsidizing it for everyone else. And what I think is so cool about what Beta does is it's it's basically helping these companies and their partner companies get the costs down to adoption. And what that means for all the listeners is this tech will get cheaper over time. So if you partner with a company like Beta or if you buy a product for them, or in this case, if you enter a giveaway to win a bunch of free stuff from Beta, you are partnering to help early adoption of technology, which is super cool and which is something that we need way more of in the world. Yeah, it always kind of reminds me of a California thing because you remember we went to that store, I think it was the first week or two of us living in Mountain View. Yeah. We went to University Avenue and we just stumbled upon it. And it was so cool because it's like an experiential type of store where you walk in and you can try all the different products and they had different drones flying around. They had these smart like keypads and things to draw with. They had smart picture frames and it was just so futuristic where I was like, we are in California. This is Silicon (laughs) Valley at its finest. Yeah. I think that is a great reminder that if you don't have a way you can test a lot of expensive tech products and things like that, maybe you want to hold off on buying stuff. But if you're in an environment where you can test things in a laid back format, 
and actually see and experience what you're buying beforehand, that's a great way to like browse your tech basically. So Beta is the type of store you can go back to again and again and see what type of new things they have. I think when we went, there was there's probably close to like 80 different products around of mm-hmm. various different kinds. Basically everything you see in the store is for sale and it's from a specific partner company that's doing something really, really cool. So I'm looking around the office right now. We have a ton of great stuff ready for giveaway. I'll take pictures. Don't worry. Just follow yeah, we'll, us on Instagram. I'll post and we'll do them. some unboxing and stuff like that so you can see more of what uh, what you're getting. But the the really nice thing about this giveaway and about the giveaways in the future is that these are not uh, cheap tech products. These are products made by the best companies in the world. So beta partners with companies like Dolby, Google, Muse, uh, Misfit, Quirky Toys, Tim Tam, companies that make tech that makes your life better. And that's the type of stuff that we're going to give away. So what are we giving away this week? So the first thing that we're giving away is called Dolby Dimension headphones. And Chad, I think you had actually already heard of them. But why they're so cool is that these headphones are actually meant for your home. And what I really like about them, which Chad's probably going to be a little like, oh, Steph, I love. And and not, not for your home, too. They can be used anywhere. Okay, they can be used anywhere. But they're really meant for like using them in like a cinema type of environment where you can plug them into your TV you can listen to the surroundings in your home. Like a multimedia, a true multimedia yeah. experience yeah. that you can, uh, it, you don't have to be solo. I think headphones sometimes are the best way to offend your friends and family members if you're wearing them when they're not. I was just going to say that yeah. you stole it from under me. Okay. So a lot of times Chad will be in the kitchen wearing headphones, like completely oblivious to the world around him. And I'll be will... hard at work too. It's not, it's not like I'm just standing at the kitchen too. I'm usually like doing dishes, and making dinner, standing, cleaning staring. up, or it's a combination of all three. So let me just add that. I context. like my story better that you're just staring off into the universe, but okay. So you have your headphones on and I'm talking like, hello, hello. Hi, anyone there? And you can't hear me. And what, what I loved about these Dolby Dimension headphones is that you can control it's called like the transparency. Mm. I think it's called Dolby Life Mix, but you control the transparency of your environment. So you can either go completely, you know, noise cancellation, only just hear your music and yourself, or you can lower the sound and actually start absorbing some of the outside sounds, whether it's, you know, if Grayson's crying or if yeah. I'm trying to talk to you. I really like how you can just control that wherever you're at. And it's the same thing with... And all you have to do to do that is just tap twice on the side of the headphones, which is I, yeah. I love because... I can look over and see you talking to me, but if I'm wearing AirPods, I have to like take the AirPods out, put them in their case. Uh, and that's just, it's kind of annoying. Whereas you can walk up to me if I'm wearing the Dolby's and just tap twice on the side. And then I can not only continue listening to what I'm listening, it doesn't pause it, it doesn't stop it, but I can just hear your voice clearly. Yep. And that's yeah. kind of the easy way to do it too. Cause they also have a, a scrolling method where you can go all the way, you know, down to maybe level one or then go all the way up to level 11 if you really want to completely, you know, hear what's happening all around you. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And then I also just like it for the fact that you can plug it into your TV while you're watching a movie. So while like, you know, Grayson's sleeping or something, I can put on a movie, listen to it myself, but then maybe turn the transparency up a little bit so I can hear if he cries or, you know, if you're talking to me um, or if you just want to read next to me. I really like that function. And there are about 12 other functions. We'll let everybody check them out and you can explore if uh, if you like these. Uh, the headphones, when they came out, I think they retailed at like $700 yeah, and like they started to, to sell a ton of them, which quickly got the price down. Yeah. So to check out how you can win, how you can enter and how you can get more entries, check out the link in the show notes. And this is the first giveaway. We're going to be running it over the course of this week. And we're giving away two sets of Dolby Dimension wireless headphones. 
These are, in my humble opinion, the best headphones on the market. And we are excited to start partnering with Beta to give you high quality tech products. Yeah. So get swagged up. Definitely. And we're here to help you with that. All right. So on to the show, Female Founders Week. So the one thing, so you did um, these interviews because I actually wasn't even in town. So you had to cover down on all our female founder interviews that week. And I want to kind of hear what you learned from each one, because I know afterwards you came away and you were like, wow, the things that they were talking about, the experiences that they had, the insights that they gave were just, you were blown away by all these women. So should we start with Nadia? Yeah. So the biggest thing I learned from talking with Nadia is that don't be afraid of sharing your early attempts at entrepreneurship. Don't don't be afraid at talking about your early businesses because they're really important. Those first attempts and the first times that you made money or in Nadia's case, started a successful franchise business and had a f- four months of sales that were you know, astronomical for being 17 and starting that franchise business. That, that was really a good reminder for me. I think in the past, you've, you've kind of coached me on this to not be afraid about talking about things. It's not necessarily that I'm afraid about talking about early business attempts. It's that I, I don't see, a, I, in the past, I haven't seen a lot of utility in that. And talking with Nadia was a great reminder to tell those stories. And so Nadia has gone on to become a four-time founder. She's a member of Forbes 30 Under 30, and now she's the CEO and founder of Perksy. So it's a marketing intelligence platform, and she works with some of the biggest companies in the world to improve their consumer marketing efforts. And uh, yeah, so the Nadia interview is incredible, and that's the one of the first ones that we're going to be publishing. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe the second. We're figuring out the order, but yes. Yeah, I really like the idea of just talking about your early, you know, businesses or things that you tried, because I think actually that's really important for a lot of people to hear. They might view what you're doing now, what we're doing as just kind of like, yeah, that was our first thing. And it just, you know, went really swimmingly, but they don't know all the things that came before. When I first met you, you were working on a patent while you were in the military. And I just thought that was so cool. I was 19, just like, whoa, this guy's so smart working on like a patent for something for the military. Just fun stuff like that, I think is fun to share. So people kind of you know, understand how long we've been Thank you. generating ideas and trying to like work towards doing mm-hmm. our own thing. Yeah, I think that's a really good reminder. And also too, it's something that a lot of the media around startups and entrepreneurship would convince you that you need to start a business. That's a good thing. Or you need to become a solopreneur or a freelancer or something like that. And that's just ridiculous. Like nobody has to do any of those paths. And a lot of those paths are not the best use of, of your abilities. And I think things out there like franchises or joining a company are almost always underrated. So that's just, it was a great reminder for me that that's a powerful way to get started. Yep. Agree. All right. So the next interview you did was Christine Mosley, CEO of Full Harvest. Yes. Yeah. So Full Harvest is a company that's reducing food waste and they're starting in the B2B space, but I think over time they'll likely expand to uh, the consumer space as well. It's just the B2B space is the best place to actually start correcting this problem. So many people know that food waste is a challenge in America, but the actual infrastructure to better manage and ensure that we don't have any food waste and that we're very uh, prudent and careful with all of our food, it's not in place yet. So what she's building is basically that infrastructure, that service, and that software to eliminate food waste. So this was a great reminder for me. I've thought a lot about environmentalism over the last couple of months, and there are ways that people can reduce their footprint uh, that are sustainable, that are fun, and that you can include your friends and family in where you're not 
you know, we, we all know the people that look down on everyone else and think that they're like the elite environmentalists and they're doing everything perfect and everybody else is like destroying the environment. Yeah. And I think it's, it's way, way more interesting to just teach yourself about the space. So in the interview with her, I got to learn a lot about the food waste space and I got to listen to her expertise, which in turn sparked ideas about how I could reduce my own footprint or better allocate resources so there's not waste in our own family and team, company, and kind of the area in which we live. Yeah. And I think a lot of people also don't really realize that there's a lot of regulations and liabilities that can come when they're just Huge like, amounts. you know, around the food waste space. Oh, yeah. But like people think it's an easy fix. I know when I worked at Google, people were like, well, why wouldn't you just give all the leftovers to, you know, the local homeless they, shelter? They would love to be able to do yeah, that, but they can't. They're literally exactly. blocked by regulation. That's yep. so frustrating when it's like these companies. So Google feeds about 50,000 people a day. That's a lot. Yeah. So somewhere around there. And they have leftovers that they would love to be able to get deliver to to people or just literally just say, come, come take this. Like we would like to give it away. However, they're blocked. And, yeah. and they're trying to figure it out and all that. But sure, it's not yeah. just easy fixes where people are like, yeah, obviously you just give it to someone. And yeah. also like, you know, then there's a lack of incentives around making how much you actually need. The and then, search costs yeah. and everything and uh, are so, so high because it's easy to glance at the situation that's going on right now in our economy and say, well, we have all the resources to fix these problems. There's $10 trillion getting negative yields in the banking system. Why isn't that money you know, flowing outward? And why isn't it going to fix these problems on a local level? And I think that interviews like this and figuring out hard topics like this and, re- and really thinking about them is the starting point to better allocating everything across yep. the world. Which is why I'm happy people like Christine are tackling these kind of issues. Definitely. So awesome interview. Yeah, check out that one. The next one um, I really enjoyed was Elisa Steele. She's the CEO of Namely. Yeah, Elisa's interview was incredible. And she stopped by in studio to catch us up on what she's been up to at Namely and then talk about her career and some of the lessons that she's learned. And yeah, her background's really impressive. So she is the CEO of Namely. If you're not familiar with them, they provide a, in my opinion, the best HR service for companies that are between 100 to 1,000 employees in size. And the reason that they picked that, it's not really a niche, it's, it's a large, it's one of the largest business markets in the world, companies between 100 and 1,000 employees. And I think what they're doing at Namely is very, very important because HR, equity, diversity, equal pay, however you want to talk about these things, they're enormously complicated to administer at scale. When you have a team of 100 people or 1,000 people that's growing, that's changing, where people are moving across state lines. The second you try to hire somebody that is outside of your state, this is something that we've gone through. Oh man, struggle fest. <laughs> it's, it is a struggle fest and it requires you to start spending a ton of money just to keep up with the inbound of paperwork and, and each calling state. the state agencies. Oh, oh, man. I'm having flashbacks and nightmares right now about calling like Pittsburgh. <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah. And, and so, but that's a great example of, of where like, you know, Pittsburgh is a great city. We had a, uh, a remote office there for a while for our team there. However, it's uh, just like every other city and state. You basically have to have a full-time person on your staff to manage teams in every single state. That's how much paperwork and regulation there is. So yeah, I felt like I should have just like hopped on a horse and just did like the Oregon Trail out there. That would have kind of matched my experience. <laughs> yeah, the, the Oregon Trail in reverse. You remember playing Oregon Trail? Oh, for sure. Did you ever play that? 
yeah, I still can't carry back all the meat. I still feel guilty about it. I'm gonna have to give up Christine Mosley a call to get <laughs> that get that meat you. to the right all, all the uh, animals before I shot get, to the right party before you get dysentery. <laughs> yeah, and now Peta is gonna be targeting us. So my apologies. Um, oh, it was just a game. I, I, it was just you're a game. in trouble now. <laughs> um, yeah. So her story was awesome. I like what Namely's doing. And then on top of it too, it was fun that prior to the interview, I didn't know this, but she's also a board member of Splunk. Uh, one of our more recent clients and a company that we're really, really excited about. We have a new podcast coming out with them at the closer to the end of this month called Hit. Uh, I can't say it. No, I almost did. Steph was uh, shaking her head. Well, it's not at the end of this month, but coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> and so she's a board member of Splunk and she's a board member at Cornerstone On Demand, an advisor for People AI. She's been the former VP and CMO for Yahoo and the former CMO of Skype. And she's a mom of two. So her experiences in business were awesome. We talked a lot about work-life balance and she shared some advice on juggling all the things that she's juggled along with some of the lessons that she's learned being a CMO of two incredible companies. And yeah, so that was a a great interview. I think what Namely is doing and providing for these companies is actually a type of uh, risk mitigation. So business is the art of basically reducing risk until you don't have any risk. And namely, I know that the HR challenges that we're going to have when we hit 100 employees, I have a rough idea of what they're going to be. And so it's been fun to learn more about that software because we'll be using it as soon as we get to 100 employees. Yep. Sorry, I'm smiling because you your word mitigation, remember? Mitigation. Mitigation. But I, it's still pretty fun to, <laughs> to, to laugh at you when you say it wrong. But yeah, very fun interview. And the last one that you did that week was Amanda Bradford. She's the founder and CEO of the league. And she also came in studio. Such a fun person. Yeah, we hung out on the back patio with uh, Toasty the Golden Doodle jumping all over her. But it was very, yeah, such a good interview. What was your favorite lesson from that one? Yeah, Amanda taught me how to uh, mitigate risk. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just playing. Uh, so Amanda's company and what and what she's doing was really cool for me to learn about in person because a lot of people hear the league and they think like dating app or they think about how that company has been talked about in the press. And I think it's it's really much more than that. It's a collection of experiences, a network, and networks are really important. The more I learn about business and life, the more I realize that your network is your net worth, as cliche as that sounds. And Amanda's story was inspiring because she set, she's a solo founder and she set an incredibly high goal for her in terms of uh, revenue for for the company. She wanted to hit a certain amount of revenue by a certain time. She succeeded and it was a a staggering number. I haven't met any other solo founders that have done something uh, similar. And so that was cool for me to meet somebody in person who was able to get to such a higher revenue amount so quickly, basically by themselves with with a small team. Obviously she has a team and investors and a support system. However, she got started as a solo non-technical founder, I believe. Yeah, so. no, that's awesome. I love seeing people with that drive and just like, here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going to hit. How do I make that happen? Yeah. That's really fun. When talking about real world experiences, this is totally sidebarred. Did you hear um, about the spot bonuses that we gave our team members, what Ian and I constructed? No, but I, I want to hear. I was just glad that we uh, got that program off the ground. And it was fun too, because we uh, had a five minute conversation. 10 minutes after we figured out we had the resources to start doing this, we implemented it on the team call. So the speed at which you can execute ideas amongst your co-founders or your executive team is what is going to give you the ultimate competitive advantage in in business. And 
the episode we published on Friday with Adam Blitzer of Pardot, where Adam talks a lot about competing asymmetrically. This is the start of competing asymmetrically, where you go from idea to execution in minutes and that type of uh, rapid shipping of new benefits, new perks, or new opportunities for your team is, uh, yeah, I think how you create a great culture. If your culture can't evolve fast enough, and if you can't turn ideas into reality with your executive team quickly, you're going to be just hindered and you're not going to be able to win. So I was so proud of us for being able to do that so quickly. So yeah, tell me about the spot bonuses because I wasn't there. I was still coming back from the city when you uh, introduced them. So when we were talking about it, we were like, we want to make sure our spot bonuses have a real world component to it because that was something that actually I learned at Google. They would never really give away money for spot bonuses. They would give away kind of like a credit where maybe you'd get like, you know, $300, but then you could submit a reimbursement for whatever activity you did because they just showed that getting like $300 in your paycheck, you wouldn't even probably see it. However, if you went out and spent $300 on a dinner, you would actively remember that experience. You know, when do you ever drop that much money maybe on a dinner? And you would just talk about it for months afterwards. So we were talking about this in the kitchen and it was just pretty funny because that was like our spot bonus philosophy now is that we're going to give people an amount of money that they can go spend on a real world experience. But it was really funny on the team call because then Ian kept adding like, and then you have to do an episode and tell us what you did. And then you have to add video to it because we want to see what you did. And it was just funny because I'm like, man, this spot bonus just like went to a whole nother level of like media. But either way, it's really fun because it's going to encourage uh, whoever gets it each time to go out there, have a fun experience in the real world, tell us what they did and just be able to remark about it afterwards. So yeah. it's a really fun format and just remind me of like when we were talking about real world experiences with the league and things like that. Just a fun sidebar. Yeah. And I think, too, it's uh, it's a fun way to build trust uh, in inside your culture because there are so many different team members right now who, you know, obviously we, we talk about the fact that people are going above and beyond and we say, this is so nice because it saved me time or it gave me time to do what I needed to do for the team. And that type of feeling that the, t- the team member is allowing us to, to have and the fact that they're allowing us to do more with less and do more of what we're the best at this is something we want to like instantly recognize and reward. So we're hiring mission.org slash jobs. Uh, if you want to apply, we would love to hear from you. And if there isn't a position you see open that's a good fit for you, tell us about why you would be a good fit to join the team here. And uh, yeah, we're at this point, we're always hiring. And I'm excited to say that. Yes, we are. All right. We hope you guys enjoy this week, Female Founders Week. And yeah, don't forget to submit to our giveaway. Yeah, enter the contest in the show note. The prizes are only going to get cooler and cooler from here on out. And uh, yeah, if you want to join the team or you know somebody that does, check out mission.org slash jobs. All right. See you guys next time. All right. See you soon. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce, they're a customer times five, Twilio, and Katera, who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right.
Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.